welcome to episode 7 of Cuz Chat Podcast. This day, the year of our Lord, 7th of March 2020. Back again in the studio this time. No um, off-site dial-in remote uh, access feeds. You have live and direct from our, our music room slash recording studio. Here again with Black McGee and my partner in crime. It's cut again, Mitch. Chichu How's it been? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're all well. Yeah, what's that? Yep. Yeah. yeah, we're great. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, they're all good. Nice. Good to know. Good to know. Feedback's awesome. Cheers. And um, yeah, we're bringing to you another episode uh, this week. Going to touch on a few of our normal sections. Got a shout out for birthday. We've got some mother tongue mishaps. We've got some poor form stories. Uh, we had a couple of questions posed by the cousins as well, so we're going to hit, hit those up at some stage. Yeah, we did a bit of a pre-show Facebook Live video as well, which, um, yeah, I think just drums up a bit of interest as well. Had a chat to old Cuzzy AJ, and uh, is it your your boss as well, jumped on? Yeah, he jumped on, he was viewing it. Oh, yeah, Troy, and um, Troy, shout out to the old Saints, um, <laughs> <laughs> St. George rugby team. Circa, oh, 2009, maybe? Nine, 2009, somewhere around there. It was about two, maybe two or three years after we moved there. They played, maybe it was a year, maybe 2008. I don't know. I think you, Alex, Kieran, might have been involved with that. Uh, Kieran had already moved back uh, to New Zealand. Yeah, um, true. But, yeah, AJ... Uh, was on the chat, <clears throat> excuse me, and he, um, yeah, well, when the Saints go marching in, the old classic uh, victory song for them. You get to sing it much? Um, not that often, but um, <laughs> you know, wasn't about the the what happened on the field. It was usually about the sad day drinks. That's pretty much <laughs> <laughs> the excuse for having drinks on on, on sad day avo, and. Uh, yeah, the, the blood runs thick and deep with the old Saints because I just got a message from Alex Slavin, old Slavo, wearing the Saints jersey. <laughs> He's still got one. And it still fits somewhat, which was, I was surprised at. Um, actually, I don't think I showed you. Oh, I showed you that photo, away. Eh? Yeah, bro. Yep, yep, um, yep. Actually, let's, I might put that up. Yeah, Alex, since you've sent it to me, I'm going to take liberties and actually put it on the old Cuzjet uh, Facebook page yeah, just for yeah. everyone to see. Looking good there, brother. Yeah, looking good, all right. Jeez, not a kg over one fifty, eh? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you, we know you're you're lighter than that, bro. Looking trim, looking very trim. So yeah, like we as usual, we always start off with birthday wishes, and this week, March the sixth, was the birthday of one Damien Corona. Big nuts. Uh, big nuts, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's what he calls you, isn't it? Doesn't it? Oh, we call each other big nuts. Right, it's ever, a, since, a I've, ever uh, since I can remember. Nut, big nuts. Yeah, uh, it's name. always been something between him and I, man. Fucking big nuts. Yeah, we have to, we have to. I don't know where that originated from. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he's seen you as a child running around yeah. naked or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Let's hope knows? it was that and nothing <laughs> later on in life. It's like checking people's nuts out. <laughs> nah. Well, bro, I remember back in the day, like, fucking when we were living in Mango, I'm sure he was living with us on Remy Street for a bit there. You know, or he used to give me shit by saying, oh, you've got my room now, cunt. Oh, him, him and Lance always used to hang out uh, down Remy Street, like, Lance stayed for like two, three days. Like, couldn't get rid of him. Um, I'd go to school, he'd still be there. 
Um, but they, yeah, they would come down because I had that room outside. Yeah. So they'd come and stay there quite often. But um, yeah, happy birthday today. Uh, you are going to be the um, person that we are going to include in our Matata Mishaps section because I've got a story about you, which you may have forgotten, um, which actually stems from all the photos that I put up on Facebook of Matata are from a trip that we went on with our class from high school. I think we were four and four. They wanted to go to Holden Bay in Rotorua. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, no, that's dumb. <laughs> so we ended up going to Marata for a week, the whole class, which was only about like 10 of us. But yeah, it was great fun. So I'll, uh, that'll be the Marata. Let's have a shout out to you, bro. Um, it's been ages since we've seen you. When you get a chance to head over these ways, we'd be more than happy to have you here. Uh, have a few beers with you. Uh, catch up, all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, this will probably go straight into some poor form stories now. Because I think Mitch, you've been holding on to one. Yeah, bro. And it, 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 it started off my week too, bro. Monday, starting off the week with poor form is just <laughs> fucking sets you up for the rest of the week sort of thing. But Try the whole week to try and live it down there. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you got to make amends for you it. you got to make amends for <laughs> it, man. So, fuck, bro. So, obviously, we had last week's podcast. I was in Gladstone. So yeah. It was a remote yeah, podcast. Yeah. You were here in Brisbane. I was in Gladstone. Joe was back in New Zealand. And, um... So for this, I knew that I was going to go up there and do the podcast remotely. So I've gathered up all my things, bro. I've taken my laptop, my headphones and whatever, chucked it in the car and gone up to Laddie. Saturday night, I pull it all out, bro. I set it up in uh, one of the spare rooms at the auntie and uncle's house. Pull it all out, set it all up, bro. We had a mean podcast and that. It was a hoot. Yeah, I've just fucking gone to bed the next day, you know. Sunday, we were there all day, chilling out, fucking going for a swim, took the kids yeah. down to the pool and that. Primo. Monday, we planned to come home. So we did the rounds Monday morning, went and seen some other family and whatnot, bro, and said goodbye to everyone, and boom, we were gone. Shot off. So you leave Gladstone, you go through like fucking Benarabee, um, some other little towns and that, and you hit Murrayan Vale, which is about yeah, yeah. 45 minutes outside of Gladstone. So then we've probably driven for another 10, 15 minutes or so. So let's just say I'm out outside of Gladys about an hour. <laughs> and uh, driving along the highway, bro. And you know, you just have that epiphany moment, man, when just something clicks in your brain and you're like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that happened, bro. So I'm driving down the road, bro, and then I just let out this almighty, like, fuck. And Sky turns around and goes, your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> so she's read my mind, bro. And yeah, like, yeah. obviously, I use my laptop for all of my scheduling stuff, all oh, whatever right. I do for yeah, work yeah, yeah. is all on that laptop. She gets on the phone. She says, "Oh, Auntie Mitch, Mitch left his laptop. Are are you able to grab it and meet us halfway?" Oh, we're, we're an hour out. So you were willing to drive half an hour back? Yeah, about to, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because her auntie was busy at the time, so we said, like, if we can meet you in Benarabi, which was forty-five minutes back in the other direction. So. Yeah, went yeah. shot off, bro. Boom, got an hour outside. Realized I've forgotten my laptop with everything else with it. Had to chuck a mean Yui oh, and go all the way back 45 minutes back to Benarabi. Parked up at the petrol station there. And um, yeah, the old auntie brought the laptop down to us, oh, bro. Which was did you bring uh, everything out like just yep. the laptop or the, the laptop, the power cord, oh, yeah. the, the headphones, everything that was with it, bro. My laptop bag, a whole lot. Oh. Just drove away without it, bro. And, and and because Gladstone's such a long drive, bro, it's, you know, it's six hours of consistent driving at 100 
kilometres. You, you, you were going to say more than that, were you? <laughs> At about 140. <laughs> My mum listens to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. Oh, it was shit, man. It made that six-hour trip go into, like, a fucking seven-and-a-half-hour drive, man, and just yeah. drag the whole Any, day. Anything you would have had planned for the rest of the, of the day, you know, when you got back, which probably wasn't much, but it just throws you out. You never get that time back. No, man, it yeah. was awesome. The only way to explain it, bro, is fucking poor form. Poor form. Just slip the mind, just like, yeah, go see all the cuzzies before we go. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's get on the road. Uh, no stopping. We're let's go. <laughs> bro, the worst thing was, man, is that we'd left the auntie's house. We'd done our rounds. We went and got the kids McDonald's and that before we left. Oh, one of the boys, one of the kids wanted to go back and, and say goodbye to their nan. So we pulled up at the house again before we oh. left. <laughs> so I was in the driveway and I was just sitting in the car going, oh, hurry up then, go and do what you need to do and then come back in the car, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had you uh, actually just taken the time and gone in there? Yeah, you'd be I like, thought, oh shit, have I, I got everything? <laughs> <laughs> Poor form. I'm, I'm sure it's Poor happened form. to the best of us, bro. I'm not the only one. No. Can't be the only one. No, no. Yeah, I've got a, a poor form story as well. It, it, it actually kind of ties in with the Matata mishap as well because <laughs> it happened at Matata. And it's actually about Damien Corona, like DK. So we took our, as I mentioned before, we took our whole school there. And back then, Nana was still alive. So she um, would, you know, dote over us, you know, a little bit. You know, oh, you guys all right? Or, you know, every now and then I'd shoot up there for a feed or something and the rest of the classmates would just be back in the... <laughs> I'll be there, like, just munching on, away. like, yeah, munching <laughs> on, like, like, ham sandwiches or whatever, whatever she had. But, um, yeah, like, as a, as a good nan that she was, she would bake us um, some cookies and stuff like that and bring them down. And there's one batch she made of actually brandy balls, bro. She'd actually use brandy in these, like, um, biscuit base... Uh, round balls like dipped in like icing sugar and coconut yep. as well so we we're like oh fuck he's like a whole container full of these brandy balls and i went up there with uh day and another mate malcolm uh and we we're like oh fuck look at all these and we had a couple there we we're like oh fuck these are nice so we elected to not go down and share them with everybody else <laughs> but we went and ducked into one of the caravans that was there so we're sitting in there like and everyone was sort of in the portacom just sort of doing their own thing and here we are fucking scoffing these brandy balls bro just one after the other we fucking ate the whole lot eh? like i don't know there must have been about 20 or, or so of them and between the three of us we smashed them so that was three days and we we're like oh yeah brandy ooh, ooh, we might get drunk you know, <laughs> wasn't enough in there to really do anything but i think the combination of those brandy balls and and maybe um I don't know the the alcoholic content in them, or just the Mind sheer amount matter, of knowing that there was brandy in there. No, well, and and the amount of sugar that was in them as well, <laughs> you know, uh, sort of mixed up and and didn't quite go well for day, uh, the next morning because he um, see got up really early, and then it, at that time we had some bunks at the beach, and he was on the top bunk, and I was on the bottom one, and I kind of I heard you know, half heard him get up and go go uh, leave the portacom. And he's gone for quite a while, so I was like, oh, fuck it, he was right. So I got up, and I needed to go for a piss, so, you know, usually just, like, to stand out on the, the decking. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> too fucked to go walk. Another glory, three. bro, and just stretching out. Too fucking uh, tired, or you need to go, like, 
three meters to the toilets <laughs> just so I could hang one out over the the um the little entrance there, and um yeah I could sort of see the someone was in the shower, and I was like fuck that's weird so anyway, I came back, and it turns out he came back and he'd had a full shower I was like fuck what happened to you bro you shit the bed you know just the common sort of thing you go and he sort of went all red it's like <laughs> yeah, I kind of did. <laughs> So, yeah, it wasn't a shit, it was more of a shart. And I think he'd stained his undies, and that's where he was like, oh, fuck. And like, sort of. But the funniest thing was, bro, is he, like, we were in the bunks right at the end of the porticom, and everyone else had mattresses leading towards the door. So we had to do the old tiptoe through. Um, sorry, sorry, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> well, luckily, they were all still asleep, I suppose, because it was early as of the morning. But um, yeah, a little mishap there, oh, and um, bet, I think he really did to clean his undies out and stuff. Um, but yeah, I wonder if Rushy knew that when he when he dropped his name as two bums in this book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro, but yeah, I don't think that that's been sort of spoken of since then. To be honest, um, apart from a few few people that knew about it. Um, but that's what you get for fucking eating all the brandy balls, mate. That's, you know, yeah. So that's my sort of. Four four man and Marta must happen one. Well done. Well but, done. Um, yeah, awesome. Um, <laughs> you if can you deny want to you can. On that, Kazi, you can yeah, you can deny that all you want, Dave. If you want, you know, <laughs> it could be just all shit. I just made it up. But then again, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, big event this weekend. Oh, last weekend too, bro. Yes. Was the old Himofano golf tournament? Uh, we were hoping to get cousin Kylie on tonight just to kind of fill a bit of the gaps, but. I hear you've got a bit of a nice summary um, sent in from the old man about the Fano golf tournament and kind of where it all started and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I do, bro. But before we get into that, man, I just want to address his formalities and getting an email from him, bro. Like, <laughs> you start laughing straight away, bro. Yeah, so I know you must exactly know about what this. you mean, bro. That's why. Um, so the old man, I fucking love him to bits, man. But um, I think all the siblings have had this sort of chat. About when you get an email from the old man, bro. It, no, um, any communication. Any communication. Any, like, even his comments on Facebook are very <laughs> um, proper, you know. Very, very formal, man. Yeah, very formal. Um, hi, Mitch. Always great to talk to you, and yesterday was no exception. Here's a rundown of our Fano Golf Tournament, of how it started, and what it's progressed into. So, um, yeah. As far as it goes for formalities, Dad, you know. Thank you for that. Well, oh look, you know exactly what he's going to be talking about now, though, don't you? <laughs> I do, bro. And, <laughs> and it makes me feel good going into reading the email. <laughs> Ooh, oh, this is going to be a treat. <laughs> yeah. So back to the golf. First mentioned at a Fano meeting in May 1987. 87? 87, Shit. bro. So, uh, 87, fuck. Well, five years before I was yeah, thought of. Yeah. Um, again raised in another meeting in 1989 so it was first mentioned in 87 and then mentioned again in 89 and then it was mentioned again in May 1990 so uh, about three years of discussions and at a whānau meeting held in November 1990 and after much discussion it was decided to hold our first tournament at the Mangakino Golf Club on the 23rd of February 1991 all up it's been going 29 years. Next Holy year will be, be the 30th. Know, 30, yeah, 30 yeah. years, so it could be good to get back for that one. I have to put that one in the calendar, mate. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. So 
all of all, you know, four years of discussions. And um, Uncle Tim was to organise with the assistance of other Fano members. A memorial trophy was donated by Uncle Rutene's surviving wife, Phil and Fano. A tournament date was set to be held on the last Saturday in February of every year, um, as this timing coincides with Nan's birthday. Ah, oh, right. So, right, okay. Hence the reason why they have it on the last Saturday of February every year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they have the Fano meeting after that. And the first winner of the trophy was Uncle Picker. Oh, right. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, after the first event, the organisation handed over to the olds, mum and dad, as they, at the time, they were living in Mangakino, which yeah, I yeah, assume right. just made sense yeah, yeah, for yeah. them to sort of take over the reins and, and organise it all. Um, mixed success followed as attending number had fluctuated over the years, but it was a lot of fun had been had. In February 2006, the event was moved from Mangakino to the Tūrangi Golf Club, and what, this what year was that? 2006. 2006, yeah. That was just before we moved over here. Yeah. Mm. So it's taken over there. This was partly due to better infrastructure that Turangi had to accommodate Fano members. However, there may have been other reasons, but meeting minutes detailing this information was not at hand. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a conspiracy if you ask me. <laughs> The event has now moved back to Mangakino, where the tournament has been held for the last three years. Still at an Ambrose format, however, we've included bashers of all ages playing only four holes. That's probably all you'd want to play as a basher, eh, really? Yeah. And Angan Mango, too. Oh, she's a tough course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to have a, um, a hook on that course. No, not at all. It's, the only, it's, it's one of the only courses that I know of where you can lose a ball on the fairway. <laughs> <laughs> but, not just um, the one either yeah but all in all man it's, it's a great event to, with a chance for everyone to catch up meet new whanau members and partners of laugh a little cry a lot and just have fun oh yeah look there were some uh, snaps taken of um, the after party or the, the after function yep and, and um, I, man I was yeah. jealous yeah I was I, I, with a little bit of jealousy there for I, me um, as well we brought it up last week about, about the old food snaps and that. Um, yep, jealous of that. Angi, steam pudding, whatever else have you. But then just the general fun that everyone was having on the day, man. You know, being able to be surrounded by whanos, singing songs, you know, right. cracking jokes and whatnot. Man, it's a fucking, it's an awesome day. Yeah, it's good fun. I think just having that event, it, it sort of prepares you for that night as well. Because there's a lot of, stuff that happens on the day that you know everyone else kind of gets to hear of and and usually sort of stays within the bounds of the of the golf club as well so yeah but they they actually like because obviously all our talk about you know your form on fleek and whatnot has all come from mcgee whanau but the himafano is no better bro no. <laughs> they critique the <laughs> hell out of you bro oh yeah especially oh, when yeah. it comes to golf yeah oh fuck man the old man's one of one of 16 or one of 17 and the whole lot of them, Majority aunties, them uncles, they, they critique the hell out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it follows you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is why we moved away. <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, I'd love to go back, but be a part of it. Like, you know, despite the, 
the critiquing and, and that sort of stuff that does happen even in your own team yeah. um, <laughs> we've had some good good um times i've won a few few bits and pieces as well over the years since, since we've played yeah um, bro um you used to come away with bread makers and yeah and things we've, like that eh? yeah and we've then it sort of moved of... over to vouchers and whatnot but it was, it was regardless of whatever prize you won man i think the real prize was just being able to have that time with the whanau and yeah it. yeah catching up and seeing them on, on a regular basis you know before facebook and you know, video streaming and you know that sort of stuff we it's the only way you could see them yeah um and catch up so 29 years fucking congratulations uh organizers for okay. keeping it going that long it mustn't have been an easy road and i think old kev's got a bit of a uh, hand in organizing things now he well, he does. He? Uh, Kev Kev's taken over a bit more. The old man's sort of overseeing it still. He hasn't actually let go of that, or well, you know, let off the reins as much as he probably should have. No, there's still Kieran and the old man are still heavily involved with the organisation yeah. of the day. Yeah, yeah. And look, my my, my uh, reason for getting Kylie on was she's someone that sort of our generation that could probably speak because I think she goes to pretty much every meeting and and um you know, after the the golf and the golf as well and she organizes a fair bit for the kids i think because uh, not all of them play golf no, <laughs> so. no. although there was a beauty about taking it back to mango i think the year before last they had a a day down the lake for all the kids yeah with, cool with games cool. and swimming and, and whatever yeah. else man keep them occupied for the day and um prizes for that and whatnot you know it's because yeah well it's a great event you know it's it's for really only for those people that do play golf and you know, of an age to play somewhat competitively so i'm pretty sure we've got a bigger younger generation now that um i mean it'd be great if they do get into it that's awesome but a lot of them just want to yeah play silly buggers and not not blowing my own not blowing my own trumpet here, bro but fuck, i remember growing up man i was winning that thing annually eh, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well it only took four of your drives i mean that's all you needed <laughs> <laughs> that's it bro. Um, but yeah you probably played it more than I did at this that, you know yeah uh, well, I was there every year until we moved away to Aussie and I think I've gone back for a couple of tournaments last one I went back for was in Turangi and uh, Kevi actually stitched, stitched me up uh, so every time that I've been back recently you know we've always played a, a father and son's team where there's been um, you and I team with the old man, or or me and Kev team with the old man, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The last time I went back, bro, um, we got our our team card where you write down, you know, players' names, handicap, and whatever. And it got to the team name, and um, he goes, Kieran said to me, "Oh, what what do you reckon's a good name, bro?" I said, "Oh, fuck, anything, bro. You, you know, I'll leave it up to you, man." Sort it out. So I was like, "Yep, sweet ass." So he writes his name down, bro, hands it to Uncle Andy. I think nothing of it, bro. And at the start of the game, because it's always a shotgun start, so Uncle ha Andy has a bit of a spiel before everyone goes out, and he's reading out who's going to be playing with who. Oh, so yeah, he reads out one name, team name. Yep, these boys, you're going to go with um, Laurie, Mitch, and Kieran. And their team name is Two Mouldies and a Mozzie. Oh, <laughs> 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 I was looking <like> Kieran. <laughs> Fuck you, going on a fucking one. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran's just, you know, having a bit of a chuckle to himself. and But um, oh. I think we actually came away with a win. 
Yeah, I, yeah, the there was, yeah, the old, the old man's in it to win it, mate. Like, there's yeah. no two questions about that. He's oh, doesn't matter what he's doing, bro. It's uh, competitive yeah, streak yeah. runs and whatever he's doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and good on him too, because you know he can still hit a ball. Why not <laughs> get those wins under the belt? Uh, yeah, bragging rights and all. Oh yeah. I've actually, uh, on our last game, we went out for, bro, just here, when he come over to Aussie, me, him, and Alex went out in North Lakes, and um, I was consistently out-driving him, which, at the end of the day, all I really care about. <laughs> <laughs> he still proved that it doesn't matter how far you hit it, yeah, it's the right. number of shots that matters <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah, and Short he, game. He proved Short that. game as well. He proved that. <sighs> yeah, well, but I'll beat him one day, bro. I'll beat him one day. Uh, maybe you're just speaking about food before there as well. We had a a, a critique, like a critique or uh, a comment from the cousins about how much KFC is a part of <laughs> of the, the McGee Fano and, yeah. and how that sort of tied into uh, Nana. Uh, she was quite fond of the old KFC. That was yes. the only kind of fast food that she really got to experience, I guess. And <laughs> actually, there's a story from from back then where I think Granddad was um uh, I think it might have been after his, his stroke actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh. He was as sharp as a tack prior to his stroke, and um, you know we used to kind of always go out and take Nana out um, after she passed. It was uh, we'd sort of take Granddad out as well, and 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 go and have some KFC. And yeah, well, he was uh, you know getting the shared box there, and uh, I think I don't know who he said it to. I think it would have been you or no, nah, I think it was Kels because she comes, yeah, she, she brings the story up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and she's like, oh, this is granddad to to Kels is like, oh, are you gonna eat that last bit of fish? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, being a bit of chicken, it was a bit of KFC, <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, you have it, you have it. Well, Kels is gonna tell that story, but I do remember that. Not only just a delicious fast food, but something that uh, helped us um, keep that connection with, with yeah. um, and to the point now we're like, we're actually quite critical of KFC and mm. and how good the offerings are at the different uh, establishments, not only in Australia but also in New Zealand, because the cousins are always quick to uh, give a rating or a review on the on their local. I love it. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I love I love the smell. Like I love the fucking um, the that fact it's... that it's only four hundred meters away. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just a short drive away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And like yeah, we've had some good reviews and some bad reviews. I think you just gotta pick your meal carefully because yeah, if you uh, if you're looking for lots of chicken, you know, and you don't get a, a good range of chicken. I think if you get too many wings or <laughs> those yeah. shit pieces, it's like, oh, fuck it, is this shit piece? But uh, life hack, for those of you that don't know, that KFC app is off the chain. Oh, yeah. It's, I can you gotta yeah. get into that one. I still use it. I've only been 400 meters away, too. Like, I got time for that shit. I just want to pick it up. And, oh, yeah, we've, we've actually gone for, for about a, a good significant amount of time now. So we just sort of uh, wanted to mention... A couple of other things. We had a question posed from the Cuzzies. A lot of these questions, I say the Cuzzies, but it's mainly Jordan. Mainly Jordan. <laughs> George, the ruthless deception, as he's known on the podcast. Yeah, he uh, posed a question about, and I don't know how this came up. We don't have any context. 
about how this came up, but he's asking, what baseline salary would you take to be a henchman for Dr. Evil? So we, we discussed this a little bit. Yeah, I did do some research to try and see if there was any, you know, fandom sort of um, responses on old Uncle Google. Yeah, which, okay. Um, come back with nothing, to be uh, to be honest. But, you know, where do you take the form of henchman? Do you take his number two? You know, number yeah, two? Or yeah, or in a circle? Yeah, it's in a circle, like that, that Asian guy that throws shoes. <laughs> How much would he make? <laughs> um, or even the uh, Frau Fabussener. <laughs> the, the German lady, the, the, yeah. or or Mustafa, you know, the, yeah, the Mustafa was gets shot in the neck by a dart by um, Mini Me, <laughs> and uh, breaks his legs or something. <coughs> I see him down, down yeah. a cliff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you shot me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like that, or just a regular old like henchman. And, and I I brought up the scenario that you know, if it was a lowly henchman, you'd usually get them. Uh, following you out of just fear or get them addicted to something that they can yeah. only get from you especially that guy that gets run over by the roller bro he's gonna be addicted <laughs> to something he just stands there <laughs> yeah he's on something for sure but yeah i don't know what, what he must have a bit of money in the bank to you know create all these cryogenic freezing cells and rockets shaped like dicks and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah then that can't be cheap um <laughs> Just the design alone would you know, make it aerodynamic and uh, you know sustainable <laughs> would have been would cost a fair bit. Yeah. Um, how does he make his money anyway? Like who knows? Yeah, he, uh, I don't know. That's another question, I suppose, all in itself. But yeah, yeah, how much money would you take to be a henchman for Doctor Evil? Oh, it'd have to be significant than a normal like yeah baseline sort of minimum wage, you know, uh, over here, which is like seventeen bucks, I think. Yeah. Minimum wage. Um, it'll have to be significantly more than that, even significantly more than you. You'd want to be making three figures. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Yeah, especially if you got to go feed those sharks with freaking lasers on their heads. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, mind you, his his perception of um, wealth is a little bit distorted because yeah. he's he's only asking for one million dollars. <laughs> so yeah. You know, they're obviously making tons more than that, so a henchman and and his uh, you know current mob would have to be making an easy what one twenty one thirty k yeah for sure have to be up around that you know because I mean look what about all the like the just the criminal dealings that you'd have to do you know you need some like money just to pay people off and stuff absolutely to so hide what you're doing it's good discussion and uh, hopefully we get some feedback from it for sure you know what do you reckon what are your thoughts on it. Yeah, like what's the the base salary? Uh, what what's the the inner circle range? What does number two get? Yeah, like number two's been running the show for for however many years. Yeah, it's got to be something more in it for him than just a straight salary. I don't know, maybe he has a little island somewhere. Well, he was the one that talked Doctor Evil into getting a hundred billion dollars. Yeah, well, so I mean, if they're asking for that much, then you know, that's got to be a significant amount for them. Oh, all these questions. It is. There's one question that we've just fallen down a rabbit hole. Yeah. And we've found a whole lot of other questions to come up with. But. And we still don't have an answer for the original one. But yeah, for me, if I had, you know, if I was a, a, a criminal mastermind that got recruited to be a henchman, 
you know, I'd probably have a predilection to like cause harm to people anyway, so that would be a, a perk of the job. <laughs> so it'd be like, yeah, no, I'll yeah, un- undercut me a little bit as long as I get to, you know, do stuff to people every, every, every now and then <laughs> to, to shake them down or something, you know. Yeah, uh, there'd have to be, you know, three figures at least. Yeah, minimum, minimum, minimum three yeah. figures to be a henchman for Dr. Evil. Yeah. Um, given his track record, bro, most of them die. So yeah, have, to be, have to be you know at least a decent salary and a pretty good insurance plan yeah because look even the um career aspirations you know you move from henchman into the inner circle there's a good chance he's just going to kill you on the spot yeah. so. he has but a lot of us in a circle have actually died yeah exactly all that work you know, you'd probably want a bit of a nest egg to to leave i don't know your mini version of yourself or your pets maybe yeah. <laughs> um, well, clearly, we haven't really thought about this too much. Um, these are just sort of off the cuff. Spontaneous. But, um, you know, if you've got some hard facts that you want to share with us, you know, <laughs> what are you doing with your life? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'd love to hear them. We'd love to hear them. <laughs> you like to throw it all in and become a henchman for Dr. Evil? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us how much because we may have a job for you. <laughs> yeah. We had a topic that we were going to discuss, but I think it would be better suited as as a parting gift for or question for next week about you know, what's something that you miss about the good old days and uh it had come up tonight because i'd put a couple of uh the glasses that we're drinking out of in the freezer before um we we started drinking so that they were nice and cold when we started and yeah it's like man you, you don't see that anymore like you don't go into um well definitely not in australia i don't know if it still happens back home but that Whenever you go to like a cosy club or an RSA or something like that, before you'd go to the bar, you'd actually go to a fridge next to the bar and pull out your own handle, handle or glass or, glass. or schooner, and they would be cold, like ice cold. Ice cold. Like, so when you get the, the the beer poured in it, it was nice and chill, you know, yeah. and it stayed that way for your entire drink. And you're like, even after that, you could put that one in the bar, and grab another one. Yeah. But nowadays they all come out sterilised or hot as. This is like, <laughs> oh, that's not nice. <laughs> So, yeah, good old days. Like, what are some other things you miss about the good old days? That was just the one that we came up with. Yeah, hit us spot. up. we got Facebook. Our, our Outlook page or Gmail page is actually working now. But, yeah, like Messenger, whatever's, um, you know, easy for you guys. Love to hear from you anyway. Hard out. Hard out. Get to us. Yeah, cool. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there uh, for this episode. Oh. Tell you what, I could really do with some KFC right now. Well, it's only 400 metres away, bro. <laughs> and I've got the app. We on. <laughs> All right, Fano, you know, you know the reason we do this? Because that's what it's all about, eh, bro? Fucking A. Fucking A.